Hey everyone, this is Fully Charged, the Benjamin Franklin High School podcast. And so if the AI bot, even if it's able to repurpose a bunch of different language from a hundred different sources, if the idea essentially steals from one source that has that idea, it's just piecemeal together from the millions of different things that have already- Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fully Charged. I'm Miss Wright. Today, we are taking on a crazy important topic of AI, which is affecting not only our schools, but also the entire world. I'm welcomed by two guests, very excited exciting. The illustrious Miss Metesky joining us uh, from the English department and the academic team and our old friend Dr. Collings from the science department and also from the academic team. Today we are going to be talking about a possibly disturbing, possibly exciting uh, development in the world. AI. A new artificially intelligent chatbot that you can command to write pretty much any text. You also may have heard that ChatGPT is so good and writes... Um, so, Dr. Collins, can you just give a little background on what AI is for those who may not be familiar with it? So, essentially, computer programmers have been uploading all of this information from the internet into this kind of database to produce this... Uh, software or a system where it acts like a human. You can type it questions and it gives you an answer straight away. Mm-hmm. So you can like ask it. It's kind of like a very sophisticated version of Google, but you can also use it to produce like end products or like so like a piece of writing or anything really. And the database they've uploaded is massive, mm-hmm. so it can really. It's terrifying, but also amazing (laughs) what it's able to do. That it can be used to write essays and do homework assignments. So AI stands for artificial intelligence. And so um, would like Siri or Alexa be a kind of version of that or no? I think it's more sophisticated than that. Like Siri is just basically turning your voice into Google and then Mm. it does a Google search for you. Okay. This is going beyond that and like collating all the information together for you to fully answer your question or do what you want it to. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're talking to a human. Like when you're typing in in the bot or in the program, Mm -hmm. it's like you're interacting with another human being, but you're not as a computer. Mm -hmm. So one way we've seen this manifested, or at least I've seen it manifested, is that uh, people are able to create works of art through AI where they're able to just put in certain keywords or say like paint me a sandwich in the style of Monet's Impressionism <laughs> and it's able to do it. Um, I have seen that people have put all of the Olive Garden commercials ever made into the bot so it can create they a will. new Olive Garden commercial which is very silly. Um, but then it's even helping students to write essays. And so, Ms. Pataski, tell me how you feel about that. <laughs> so, my view with AI is as soon as I learned what this bot was doing, um, I, was, I was very disturbed for several different reasons. First off, because as an English teacher, it is obviously my responsibility to make sure that what students are producing and writing is their own work. And so, simply by that definition, um, you know, I'm going to have a concern about this AI bot. Um, But on a deeper level, I found myself feeling really, really bothered. And it took me a little while to think about it and realize what it was specifically that I was um, feeling upset by about this bot. Mm -hmm. And what I finally realized was that um, AI, it's not producing anything new. 
What AI does is it scans everything that exists online, everything from the entire world's internet, and it takes piecemeal chunks of everything that it finds and then splices it together to make it look like it's something new. But at the end of the day, it's not something new. It's just piecemeal together from the millions of different things that have already been created by humans. Mm -hmm. And so when people get excited about AI, they often describe it as like, look, you know, look at all these new horizons that we're going to have and look at all of these things that are, you know, that are ahead of us. But in, but my view is that what we're really looking at is just a mirror. We're seeing everything that has already been created by humanity just re-twisted around to make it look like it's new. Mm-hmm. And it's not even everything. So like I had to play around... I wanted to test the capabilities of like some of these AI programs. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I did my PhD. It's a very specialized area of like Bulgarian geology. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted it to write, I was like, write a thousand word essay on the geology of the Rodot Massif in Bulgaria, which is where I spent four years studying for my PhD. And it produced an essay, but it was rubbish <laughs> it basically it had only had in its what had been uploaded to it it had one or two academic papers on mm-hmm. the geology of that area whereas in reality there are hundreds or even thousands of papers in existence mm-hmm. so it kept citing but it kept citing the same paper over and over and over again like i was a bit disappointed that my papers i published on the area mm-hmm. hadn't made it into the database <laughs> which had been uploaded it wasn't good enough for AI. wasn't good enough <laughs> And so it was a very, very poor essay written on the geology of the hmm. area. So it's, as you say, it's completely dependent on, it's not even everything, it's dependent on what's been uploaded to the database for the bot to like produce the end result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what we're looking at when this bot pops out something for somebody to use, it's, it's not new and it's not, like you said, even everything that has ever been created by humankind. It's just a restructuring of it. And so we're not really looking at a new path forward. We're just seeing what we've already created reflected back to us. Mm -hmm. And so my concern is that in some ways, this is the end of the road of of new things because Mm -hmm. typing something into a bot is easier than coming up with it yourself. And Mm -hmm. so if we give students the opportunity to say, okay, well, this is easier, so I'll just take this path, we limit how much effort they have to put into creating their own new ideas. And I think that that will limit how much we are able to create. And right now, we're seeing it at you know, such a small level that you know, I think that in order to really see the impacts of this, we're going to have to look forward by decades, if not centuries. But um, that would be my main concern. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're limiting creativity. Or the opposite argument (laughs) is that you can use the bot to perform lots of the menial tasks so yes it can't do everything but you can use it to create a starting point you can then improve like you take away lots of the time consuming but aspects of like writing or a job which don't require that creativity i think there's definitely scope if we teach it appropriately to use it as a tool to improve student efficiency and kind of free up time for them to be more creative essentially Mm -hmm. we see this in terms of like customer care on websites all of those chat functions often you're talking to an ai bot you're not talking to a person Mm -hmm. they deal with like 80 90 percent of the customer issues which is very straightforward 
if there becomes like a more complex issue, then you go through to a call center or you start talking to a person. Mm-hmm. And we can do the same with any piece of work. I had a, I had great fun playing around with this bot and I ask it to build like a high school chemistry syllabus for me. And it produced like a list of topics and then I like, like okay, write a final exam for this. And or like, what would my third lesson be? What lab class would I do to teach this topic? It produced all this work for me. Now I didn't like it. I could have done better, but it did a lot of the initial like legwork for me to then critically evaluate, okay, I like this, I don't like that, I'm going to do this. But that's much faster and a much better use of my time than having to start typing everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I think there's definitely scope if we teach it appropriately to use it as a tool to improve student efficiency and kind of free up time for them to be more creative, essentially, mm-hmm. as we move forwards. Yeah, it's a very tricky thing because I think that you already have to be well trained in order to use it mm. well. You already have to have the means to use that creative spirit and to know what to do with what AI has created because you could sit there and evaluate this is not a good test or this is not a good syllabus, but maybe others would say oh, this is just fine. This, mm. is, this is good in and of itself. And so I think we would have to continue to teach how to evaluate these things or else we're not going to be producing anything that good. Um, and so I think that there's truth on both sides here, that stifling important education for the students, stifling creativity. But then we also know that technology is the way of the future and so we want to make it our friend rather than something that we're a slave to. So Ms. Metesky, how do you think this will affect things like copyright law? With your example earlier, if I say I want a picture of a sandwich painted in Monet style, it might be just coming up with a you know, a, a picture of a sandwich that's in the public domain and then just run it through an algorithm and then that 100% belongs to you because it was in the public domain and you used an AI bot. Mm-hmm. Like, but it might be that an artist is actually trying to make a living somewhere halfway across the world by painting sandwiches in the style of Monet. <laughs> and if you end, and the AI bot might take their picture and make very minimal changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's 2% or 40%, they took a base picture from somebody else who worked really hard to paint a sandwich in Monet mm-hmm. style and then is now telling it that that belongs to you because you plugged it into an AI bot. Mm-hmm. And so legally, we don't know where copyright is going to land with this AI bot. Mm-hmm. If somebody can prove that AI pulled from their picture in order to bring you that picture, I mean, And I'm not saying that that definitively does violate copyright, but my point is that we don't know. Mm -hmm. And so whenever it comes to creating something new, maybe AI pulled from 900 different sources and just pulled one to two words from all of those different sources. But maybe it took one source and just made a handful of tweaks. And you're essentially, I mean, you think that the AI bot came up with it, but the AI bot just kind of took it from somebody else and Mm -hmm. made enough changes to kind of have it fly under the radar. Mm -hmm. And so... In that sense, you like AI does not definitively tell you where it got these things. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to use AI, proceed with extreme caution because plagiarism isn't just taking something precisely as what it was. 
I don't just have to copy word for word what somebody else said in order to plagiarize their work. I can only take their ideas and still be guilty of plagiarism. Mm -hmm. And so if you type in something to AI and it comes up with this really cool idea and you go, okay, well, it's got some flaws, but I'll build on it and like, you know, correct it here and there. Maybe that really is as close to original work by the AI bot that it could possibly be, but maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was something that I found on a website and 90% of it is taken from that website and you don't know mm -hmm. because you didn't go looking for it. And so when it comes to copyright issues and plagiarism issues, just be very, very, very cautious in mm -hmm. terms of what you type in and what you take because it's always better to go out and find it yourself so that you can cite that information and give credit where credit is due rather than to just type it into a bot and say, well, this is what it came up with. And because it's the AI bot, I own it and I can make tweaks to it and everything's fine. Hmm. So that would be another concern that I would express is just that copyright question. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel like this is a cool time to be alive when <laughs> this stuff is happening because I, I mean, it doesn't happen in every generation that there's something truly new in this way. I mean, we've seen a lot of progress in terms of, you know, like the MP3 player to the iPod <laughs> to the iPhone. And that is like cool and interesting. But this is something I think really it has the potential to be akin to just like the introduction of the internet, like mm -hmm. that kind of style of game changer for how we approach work and how we use technology. Yeah. And so it's kind of wild that our students are being exposed to these questions as well. I think normally these are the things that only adults really have to think about and question, but our students, because of their access to technology, they're starting to interact with these things as well. And so we're all kind of in the same boat together of what do we do about this? And about it's all just AI. happening so quickly. It like is. That's what's terrifying for me is mm -hmm. just how, I know like it's only been released for the last few months with a company like the chat GPT have been working on it for the last few years. Mm -hmm. Like it's been news releases that it's been in existence, but it's only when you actually start playing with it, you see, oh, wow, this is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but and yeah there's so much potential but also so many unknowns mm -hmm. well this is exciting we'll have to continue thinking about this and uh bringing forward our questions and concerns and then maybe even the cool discoveries that we've made of wow i use ai to create this and this is how it turned out so let's just keep thinking about it friends uh, but thank you so much for joining me today on fully charged and we'll talk again soon Thank you for listening to Fully Charged. You can find more of these podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Fully Charged is produced by Angelo Fernando. Theme music is from Free Music Archive. Additional support for this podcast comes from the Boosters and Stugo at Benjamin Franklin High School. Hello, listeners. Thank you for listening this far. You know, as I was putting this show together, it struck me what an important topic this is. Yes, it is controversial, but you know what? We've all been checking it out. That's why we are bringing this topic to you. But do us a favor. If you ever tried one of these AI programs, 
or you've had a discussion with your teacher or with somebody else, give us some feedback. Do us a favor and talk to us and tell us what you think because this would be a subject for a future podcast that we think we like to hear your voices on as well. Thank you very much for listening to this show. And this is Angela Fernandez signing off. See you on the next one.